Welcome back to another episode of the Yule Moldauer Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> this week, we have special guest, most famous member of the Gym Turnet, the star of 2021 Olympic Trials at Yorchenko. Hi. <laughs> what a title. Thank you. So first of all, let's get to know your opinions. Who is your, so first of all, are you a more elite fan or NCAA fan? Um, I used to be elite, but I think now I'm NCAA just because it's so much easier to watch, like to get access to watching. And um, I don't know, the Tokyo Olympics kind of put a bad taste in my mouth after, I don't know, everything felt really freaky. So now I just, NCAA is more comforting. (laughs) And then who is your favorite gymnast besides Tim Daggett of all time? Um, well, I'd like to clarify, I am not a Tim Daggett stan. I think some people think that like, I'm like, have a crush on Tim Daggett. Um, I may call him Zaddy every now and then, but that is certainly not what I mean. <laughs> um, but no, my favorite gymnast is Michaela Maroney, my queen and savior. Uh-huh. I love her so much. No, because I think if I saw Tim Daggett in person, I don't think I could look him in the eyes. I don't think I could do it. I think I would just like break down. I couldn't do it. No, I just did nothing but laugh. (laughs) And yeah, it was alarming. (laughs) Like, I just don't register him as like a real person. No, he's a character. He's 100% a fictional character. It's the way he speaks. He just speaks so oddly. Well, and his like resting like half smile face feels like a cartoon he looks like a cartoon mm-hmm. <laughs> and then who is your favorite ncaa team oh i don't know i love ucla i love um why am i blanking right now i i i will say shamefully that Oklahoma is kind of my guilty pleasure, but it's fully guilty. But I would never publicly call myself an Oklahoma fan. I would say UCLA then, I guess. I don't know. Everyone has their flaws. It's okay. (laughs) Nobody is perfect. I'm close, but. (laughs) Speaking of things that are not perfect, this week's Pop-Tart. Oh, wait, first of all, very exciting Pop-Tart news, guys. Super exciting Pop-Tart news. So I talked like last week or like week before, I said I wasn't, I haven't been able to have Pop-Tarts in like three months because I had to go on some weird diet for my stomach problems. But I tried having gluten again and I'm not intolerant. That means I can have Pop-Tarts again. Yes, amazing. I am currently doing that right now, trying to see if I'm gluten intolerant. Mm. Hopefully you're not because gluten is just, it's too good. Gluten is my favorite food group. I would be heartbroken. Manifesting. Thank you so much. I'm so so happy for you. (laughs) This week's Pop-Tart is the Everything Bagel Pop-Tart in honor of me getting retweeted by Einstein Bagels earlier this week. Um, what the fuck? (laughs) Actually, this Pop-Tart, um, I don't think it's out anymore, but they had a promotion a while ago and it was the mystery pop tart and it ended up being everything bagel flavored 
So was the center like cream cheese? I think that's what it was flavored like. And then the, I'm so intrigued. I kind of want to look up a picture of this. Yeah. I think like some of them, it was spelled mystery, like Mr. the letter E, like a person, Mr. E. Uh, and then like the pop tarts were just like decorated like some of them had like glasses and some of them had like a mustache um it was a very interesting promotion I don't really know what they were trying to do with it um everyone said the pop tart was disgusting did you try it no I cannot drop money on eight mystery pop tarts that's really valid (laughs) I looked it up um, so I could see some pictures. I saw some reviews. Everyone's like, this pop chart is disgusting. Okay, I'm searching it right now and it's all like homemade people's recipes of everything bagel pop tarts and they look rancid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but pop tarts cannot be savory. It, it cannot. No, no, this looks so gross. That's nasty. And it's like, it still had frosting. So you have like the cream cheese, like the savory cream cheese with like the spices flavor on the inside. So like your onion, your garlic spices on the inside. And it's like kind of melty. I feel like it would feel like like a paste, like a glue. I feel like it would it would be like Pop-Tart cream cheese glue. And then you still have like that sugar glaze on top. Why would they do the sugar? I feel like it wouldn't be bad if they didn't have a frosting on it. Of all the ones to like frost, to not frost, like why wouldn't you do this one? No, that makes no sense. That's disgusting. No, it's they un- had they had a good idea and they fucked it up. <laughs> good job, Pop Tarts. Okay, so now let's move on to gymnastics. This week it was a big week. We had U.S. UFOS championships. Everyone felt the ooh. Some people felt the oof. So much to talk about. So we'll start with the men's side since they're the ones who have completed both days already. Um, so first of all, pre-meet news. Uh, Alec Yodare retired. Heartbreaking. So sad. Yeah. So that's kind of rough for all the Alec stands out there. I know it's all of you. Um, but I do respect it because... Honestly, he had his moment and now he's like, okay, I'm going to move on and make some good photography and films and live my life. Because honestly, the U.S. doesn't really need like the Pommel guys too much anymore. Mm -mm. And they still have Steve. So it's like there's just not much of a place for him anymore. So he did his thing. Moving on. Respect it. Retire on a high note. Exactly. So, our results for the two-day totals, we had in first place, Brody Malone. <gasps> Baloney Maloney. <laughs> oh. In second place, we had Don Don Wittenberg. And in Love second him. place, Asher Hong. Um... So this means Brody, because he was first all around, automatically qualified to Worlds. So unfortunately, we will have to see him again. Um, and second place, because Donnell was second and he was top three in two events, 
he also automatically qualifies. So I love this for him. Good news for us and bad news for Ash and Hong because they basically have the same strong events. Um, so now Ash's chances of making the team just dramatically went down. That's okay for me because I like Donnell better. <laughs> Donnell is like my sweetheart of Mag. I love him. I would die for him. He's just he's just such a guy. You can't not root for him. <laughs> he is the guy. He's the guy. And then the man is Yul Moldauer. <laughs> the absolute man. We're going to get into that, right? And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so if we went by results without bonus, Yul would have been third. So that's an interesting, that's something to keep in mind. And what um, did he end up in? Fourth? I think, I think he was fourth or fifth. But there's been some debate about the bonus, like if it's good, if it's bad. Um, I'm just like torn, honestly. I don't, because I feel like they need the incentive for difficulty because... They weren't doing it before and it wasn't working for them like fourth place fifth place every single time they need they need to step up the difficulty but then at the same time it kind of will screw over people who are doing well on the execution front like yule yeah i feel like there's no right answer for this one yeah it just... but i don't know like, I feel like they need to take it into consideration when they say, like, you know, person who comes in second, you know, maybe you keep the first person automatically to worlds, but like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's confusing. I know. I feel like when they're for world, I feel like for selection camp, they're all already on the national team. They're all already funded. I feel like they should not use bonus there. Is that the plan? Are they planning to use bonus there or do we not know? I don't know, but I think they shouldn't because no, I don't think have in that world. Yeah. I feel like when they're looking back at this meet as they're selecting, they should not take into account bonus. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Give them the incentive to like try it for a title, but they yeah. have to know, they have to be smart enough to not base their, right. <laughs> their entire world's team pick off of that. Because let's be honest, Donnell and Asher they kind of flopped a bunch of times. They had quite a few falls between them. But because they had like 50,000 points of bonus, they got second and third. Yeah, so, I mean... Ugh. Internationally. No, not going to work. Yeah. But anyway, on to the man. We love Yul Moldauer. He absolutely roasted our rival podcast, taking them <laughs> down. Even before before championships even happened, he tweets, at Jimtastic, did you even watch Pan Ams or did you just look at scores, dot, 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 dot? My hero, my knight in shining armor, Yule. Wow. He's, Did you see all of his liked tweets in the past like four days too? Oh, that was iconic. My favorite one that he liked is the one where he's like, 
uh or the one where Gabo was like Yule is better looking than Brody (laughs) (laughs) nothing but facts he just gets gets it. it he gets it and then today he just went right back at him at Gymcastic he said top six so basically Gymcastic is over party I'm the best podcast now Gymcastic has been over they have been we silenced last summer we silenced Jessica from Gymcastic at some point we silenced Spencer from Gymcastic I don't remember when when that was but I have been assured that it happened and today you'll silenced Kensley from Gymcastic three for three we did it three for three three strikes you're out (laughs) iconic all right so let's um talk about world's team selection just a little bit because I don't know a whole lot but I do know that we have a high bar problem (laughs) ah no one can do it very well is the problem um the worst part of that problem is that Brody can do it well which means he's gonna make every team for all of eternity simply by the fact that you can use him on high bar like he could flop on everything else and you'll still have to bring him because he can do high bar so I hate that um but yeah so why are we bad at high bar like what's the deal is there nobody in like NCAA that's good at high bar not a single one weird yeah I don't know we gotta we gotta find someone we need to we need to get that situated (laughs) but yeah so if you have Brody and you have Donnell you definitely need some all you need another all-arounder because you can't you can't use Donnell on high bar you can't use him on what's his other bad event pommels I think it's pommels I have no idea. You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we need some all-arounders because Donnell has like his three really strong events and then the other three, it's like, yeah, okay. Can't really use you there in a team final. So I think you need Yule because first of all, you need the vibes. <laughs> Most importantly. Yes. And then, so for other options, you have Shane Whiskus, which I feel like he hasn't been eating as much as he did last year. But who knows? He could get, he could peak more by World Selection Camp. Um, you have Colt Walker, who looks like Logan Paul, and also like three other people on the national team that I can't keep track of. They all look like Logan Paul, all the Stanford boys. They all look the same. They all look. They the got same. them confused on the broadcast. <laughs> so it's not just us. <laughs> Name one of them Logan Paul and one of them Jake Paul, and we can just forget their real names and <laughs> call it good. And you do still have Asher Hong, but I don't think you can put him on the same team as Donnell because I feel like that would, if they were going for individual medals if they wanted to maximize that then 
I think you do bring Asher because he has vault, he has floor. Um, but if you want a team medal first and foremost, then that's not the best strategy. Do you think it'd be more beneficial for them to go for individual medals? Like, do they actually have a shot at a team medal with Russia gone? I think they do have a, they have more of a shot than they have had in a long time because we're not there. So I feel like this is their time. They have to, they kind of have to go for it, but no, we're never. it mm. could be very wrong. But wouldn't their chances for individual medals also go up without Russia gone? Like, I don't know, maybe it would still be smarter to just take a bunch of people who can potentially medal individually. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think, I think their top priority has been a team medal because it's just, it's been elusive for them for so long. They wanted to do that. We also have Paul Judah, who is injured. Um, he probably just didn't sell enough NFTs to be able to upkeep his joints. So... I don't know. Maybe if he sells some more, he'll be back in contention. I think he has a relatively usable high bar. So that could be an option. But again, all depends on the status of his NFT sales. That's truly the most important factor when choosing a world's championship team. NFT sales. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to the women. So we had day one happen. And Shailise finally beat the flop allegations. She finally hit her potential. It was great, amazing to see. She hit everything, even after only doing bars and beam at podium training. She's a fucking queen. She she wins. She is the national champion. I don't care what happens tonight. If she falls tonight, it's Kenny's fault. Kenny Jingster. Uh, please no if she falls everyone has to fall that's what I'll say okay we can all collectively fall as a group (laughs) and so she still is our national champion please I'm gonna be honest um so it was good to have a meet where pretty much almost everyone hit there was very little falls it was good to see like how everyone stacks up when they actually hit I think that is necessary going into selections however I miss the chaos. I like a chaotic meat. I want mess. I'm gonna be honest. It's just it's just it just hits different when it's a mess. So if that Here's happens, thing. I won't be angry. I love a chaotic meat probably more than the average person, but I'm still so scarred from Tokyo. Like <laughs> it is still a fresh wound to me, so much so that like I did not watch Worlds last year. Um I just was like not in the space for watching gymnastics. So like watching a good old classic, like US championships where nobody gets hurt and nobody falls and Tim and Nasty are doing their annoying little thing. It felt like watching my comfort TV show. Like it was like a warm hug. This is what I needed. Felt like home. (laughs) So second place was Connor McLean. Also awesome to see her finally hit put together meet and just like not look like she wants to die the whole time it was just awesome to see her happy and relaxed 
so happy for her. She deserves everything good. And then Jordan Childs was third. So that was exciting for her. It was really necessary and important to see her and Jade Carey come back because now these the U.S. definitely seems like a more complete team. Absolutely. I'm so excited for Jordan too because she seems like the type of athlete that does better when she's feeling confident. And so, you know, I feel like the nerves of Tokyo and, you know, trying to get to world's teams in the past years, like really didn't do her well. And now like knowing she's coming into nationals as an Olympian and the star NCAA gymnast, like you can tell she's so happy and so confident and I'm just so happy for her. I love her so much. Yeah, I'm just, I really hope she's able to repeat this on international stage. She just doesn't have much experience out there. So I'm hoping that like college and getting just like, at least just having like competitive um, experience under that pressure of like having to do it for a team helps with that. So we'll see. But I definitely think like a top group separated themselves out here. Um, Leanne Wong is also a part of it, but she unfortunately had to scratch half the meat and she'll, she'll only be competing bars and beam for day two. I'm worried. <laughs> Once again, Al Fung, this is your fault. Blame everything on Al Fung. It's all his fault. Always. When life gets tough, I just know I can blame it on Alphon. He always did, did something. There's always something to be mad at him about. There is. Like, even also, just like joints in general, ankles, knees. His fault. There's always a reason to be mad at those. Yes. And it's all Alphon's fault. Yes. He did something with those gloves. He's hiding. That sounds, that He's sounds... hiding something under them. I, I this this sounds icky to me. <laughs> he doesn't have real hands, like robot hands. I mean, that's better when where my mind went. Frankly, I don't want to know where your mind went. It it was not it was not. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> it's actually just filled up with water, like when you used to make those when you used to fill up a glove with water and make it into a turkey that's yes a water balloon his gloves are filled with broken joints of all the athletes he broke and turned into alternates ow ouch (laughs) yeah so anyway i think like the team is gonna be made up of five of Shailise, Connor, Jordan, Kayla, Jade, and Leanne. That seems the most likely to me, unless something like crazy happens at selection camp or tonight. My question is, what if Leanne is injured substantially and Kayla decides not to go for Worlds? Like who would be the next person, do we think? It's definitely Sky. I think she even still like even with those top six, even if they're all there, I think she has the potential to sneak in. Fair. I worry about her consistency. Me too. 
like with Leanne, if she's able to compete bars and beams tonight, those are the two events they would need her on the most on a world's team. So even mm -hmm. if that's all she's able to compete, I think she still does have a good shot. I kind of think the most interesting thing that's going to cause the most discourse is who competes all around in qualifying. That will be, that will be, the Twitter will explode no matter what happens. There's going to be a mess. It's going to be messy and people are going to be angry and I'm going to be anxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Also, I just want to see Jordan in the all around. That's mm. that's where my heart is. See, I worry about the consistency with that. See, I would too, but I'm blinded by my love for her, so I'm ignoring it. That's understandable. <laughs> I worry about consistency with everyone. If I'm being honest here, I mean that's a very valid concern. <laughs> like the only one that I like trust to hit the most is honestly probably Jade, but you don't really want her scores on B no we'd we'd be fine like she maxes out like not too high on there which I love her would love to see her in the all-around but if you have her in the all-around like then you must be like real worried about the rest of the team yeah her I hope she can like really boost up her beam like she really took her bars and completely revamped them. Like, I hope she can get there at some point. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, her, I guess, like, her lines, her posture, I feel like that's kind of what holds her back the most on beam. She can hit a split. Like, it's just not going to look like if Connor hits a split. Yeah. And see, it, I feel like it's all tied with her, like, artistry on floor it's all the same weakness of hers it's all connected and this is why um brian carey should hire me to work on dance with what jade. kind of routine would you give jade carey as a choreographer i've thought about this a lot i feel like it's not necessarily like the types of routines she's getting like she's getting like music that fits her but they give her such awkward movement and I, I feel like they either give her not enough or they give her too much and it's she can't she can't sell it because it's either too much or too little like I think that was a really that, bad explanation no I feel like you think you, you like can see that she's like focusing so hard on doing the movements that she like doesn't have the mental capacity left to like express in her face because she's thinking about what she has to do yeah, and I mean, it's like, God, not even like expressing in your face, but expressing in your body a little bit, like. Like you're too busy thinking about what's next to actually fully extend in the movement you're doing. Yeah, or you're giving her like, like everybody's got a way they naturally move and habits and quirks about, you know, if you were to force somebody to dance around, there's movement that's going to be more comfortable for one person that's different than another person. And I just don't think any of her choreographers have found anything that she feels comfortable in. Yeah, you can definitely tell, like you can tell how uncomfortable she is and you can tell she's trying her best. Like at the very least, she's not like ignoring it completely. Like she is making the effort. It's just not going very well. 
Yeah. I would, I would give, I would chop off multiple of my own fingers to um, spend a few hours with her on dance stuff. I saw one person, they were like, just go all out and give her like a routine that requires like pool level expression just to make her do something. Honestly, though, like not to actually compete, but to give it to her to try that would be a really smart thing to do because if she can get to the point where like you're expressing so much you feel like an absolute fool then expressing a normal amount will feel normal yeah like I I was like thinking I was like that's stupid and then I was like thinking about it, I'm like well it would actually force her to like put an expression on her face because with the choreography she has it's like what can you do with that you, not a lot not a lot you got to give her something crazy and make her like vocalize. This is my dance degree coming out, but you got to give her movement and make her like scream and make noises while she's doing it to just like loosen her up. <laughs> Get her in a, in a college like lob on movement analysis class. I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy. <laughs> And then we also, very important development in the elite gymnastics commentary world. Andrea Joyce has been replaced. Andrea Joyce has been replaced by my new favorite person potentially on planet Earth. I love this bitch. What's her name? Zora, right? Zora, I think. First of all, coolest name ever. It sounds like Xenon, kind of. That's the first thing I thought. Um, and she's so... She seems so intelligent and her questions were so good. And she seemed like a person you would actually like want to talk to and not run away from as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. Andrea Joyce. Andrea Joyce looks or is like more fake of a person than Tim Dagen is, I think. She gives very much robot. Can you imagine being in a room with just the two of them? No. My name a room filled with people that you wouldn't feel safe with. Andrea Joyce. Tim Daggett, Tom Forrester. <laughs> Grace just got chills. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna have nightmares now. I'm so sorry. Also, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's what we have to report on the women. But I just wanna go back to the men for one more thing. Um, we witnessed perhaps the largest robbery of all time connor mccool's vault stuff vault 8.45 e-score the same e-score as donnell making victoria komova seem like she stuck it <laughs> it's robbery and it's because they know where he's all of our favorite I really think it's anti-Illinois propaganda. I think they're discriminating against the great nation of Illinois. Of Chicago. They're mad that we all live in Chicago. They said, you all will not live in Chicago anymore. No more of this. <laughs> um, can we talk about Connor's floor on day one? Oh, he ate that up. He ate and slayed and did all of all of the buzzwords. 
I, I watched it over and over again and showed it to my friends like a proud mother. Yeah, he, Impeccable. he just changed the game with that. And I personally think that they should just send him straight to Paris. Yeah, I mean, he is my floor champ. Just send him there now and he can wait at the arena for a few years until he's ready. Until exactly. the Olympics is already there. Um, but there's no need to have him compete ever again. Just save his save his body until the Olympics. Um, just have him have him hang out there. He can live in the Eiffel Tower, you know. <laughs> live in the Eiffel Tower and yeah. practice right out on that big lawn. All right. So our time is running out here. I have to ask you the final question. If you could unretire one gymnast only one who would you choose i should have prepared for this question oh. wow um is it, it i feel like it's a bit of a cop out to say my favorite gymnast but i would have loved to unretire michaela maroney just because i would have loved to see her in college and have her have her all around glory like she deserved that's very understandable also i just want to just expand on that what college would you have seen her at i not ucla not florida those are the big ones i feel like she could have fit at oklahoma but i don't want her there i would want her at like hmm Oh, I hate this. I don't know. I kind of think I'd want her at Utah. Is that weird? I can kind of see it. I don't really see it as much as I could see her at like Oklahoma, unfortunately. But I, I just, I want her in that magical beam lineup. And I want her in all of their really cute Leos. And she would slay. She does slay in red. She slays and everything. She, oh, so good. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't feel confident about that answer. Yeah, I don't know either because she definitely doesn't have like the UCLA type personality. She's definitely a little more intense. Yeah, which is why my thought was Oklahoma because they all look kind of scary. Um, they scare me. They have resting bitch face, which like honestly good for them I I wish my wrestling bitch face was a little better but Michaela can do it she can but I don't want her there God, I, I don't want to Michaela go to Illinois come live in Chicago we all live in Chicago Michaela go to Michigan so I can go to all of the meets that would kind of slay actually that I would I I Michigan floor is not my fave that's true but if in this hypothetical scenario, Michaela goes to Michigan um, and then Michigan hires me as their choreographer. Exactly. Problem solved. Exactly. There we go. Yep. Mm -hmm. So everyone make sure to like this podcast, subscribe, download. We are getting close to 1000 downloads. Um, so when we get there, there will, I will do, I'll do something stupid. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I will do something stupid. I promise. Um, 
make sure to rate this five stars. Um, go blow up Brian Carey's DMs and tell him to hire Kenny. Um, make sure to screen, stream Wasserstein Liebling Spot. It is on Spotify. Um, this is very important information that I just learned yesterday. I've already streamed it probably close to like 17, 18,000 times. Make sure to just listen to it, get it up to number one. Let's go, guys.